You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I am Seth Peterson. I am Tippi Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Josh Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webster. Hi, Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Josh Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webster. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us is animal expert, Barry Siebold, here to answer your medical questions and your behavior questions about your pets at 866-606-TALK. The show is produced by Miss Amanda Page. Hey there, Johnny boy. Hey, Mandy. And with the help from Business Talk Radio Network, Mr. Zach Budin. When you call in, you'll speak with Zach at 866-606-TALK, and he'll put you on the line with us. We have a special guest joining us this hour. His name is Tony Angel. He's one of the authors of Gifts of the Crow, How Perception, Emotion, and Thought Allow Smart Birds to Behave Like Humans. We welcome your calls and questions. We're going to give away a couple of the books as well. But stay tuned at 866-606-TALK is the number. The show is brought to you in part by Earth-Friendly Natural Pet, the number one stain and odor remover in the country, Pet-tastic, available at Petco. Also, from Nutrix, if your dog is experiencing doggy dementia, give them a healthy brain, mental agility, and cognitive focus with Nutrix. Once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Barry Sewell. And Amanda Page. 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. This is Talkin' Pets. broken wings and learn to fly all your life you were only waiting for this moment to arrive blackbirds singing in the dead of night take these sunken eyes and learn to see Tony Angel has authored and or illustrated a dozen award-winning books related to natural history. Most recently, his drawings in the co-authored book in the Company of Crows and Ravens received the prestigious Victoria Albert Prize. His works are continuously available at galleries in Seattle and Santa Fe and are in several museums and corporate collections across the country. We want to welcome on to the program one of the authors of Gifts of the Crow, Mr. Tony Angel. Hey, Tony, how you doing? Very well, thank you. It's yes. nice to have you on the show with us. Pleasure. I want to introduce you to Barry Siebold. Hello. And also, of course, Amanda Page. Hi there. Hi, Amanda. Now, the book, actually, the gifts, uh, gifts of gifts of the crow: how perception, emotion, and thought allow smart birds to behave like humans. I first want to ask you. I mean, it's such a specific book. 
how did you come about actually being so enthralled with uh, with blackberries, with crows? I think both uh, John and I have, uh, John and myself have been fascinated with the corvid family, which includes ravens, crows, magpies, and jays throughout our life, because they are essentially uh, flying or feathered primates. They're so distinguished in their behavior and their intelligence. They do things that fascinate us. And both of us have focused on and uh, one way or another written about the subject, and we've come together on a three different books about about corvids, uh, largely from how they deal with the world around them. And they are certainly birds that have leveraged the uh, existence of humans to their advantage throughout the world and around the world, the northern hemisphere in particular, where ravens and crows are found. Uh, they have been paid homage and respect by the people who have observed them for tens of thousands of years, and they've been in company with people for hundreds of thousands of years, given the fossil records that have been examined and looked at in in terms of anywhere that crows and ravens are able to be around people and scavenge or steal, if you will, uh, they do it, and they advance their community likewise. Tony, what's the difference, actually, between a crow and a raven? Well, the, the greatest difference is size. Uh, a raven is probably two-thirds larger than the crow, although they are both uh, appear similarly at a distance. They're black. Their profiles are similar. But when you get close to them or you watch them fly, you can see that the raven's bill is much thicker. It has this great, beautiful gorget of feathers coming down underneath its throat, it has a bevel tail, if you will, and its wing beats are slower. Uh, the calls are also distinguished uh, from one another, and I won't attempt over the phone to, or the speaker to do the call. But Oh, come on, go for it. Well, okay. Well, typically, of course, in Florida you have the fish crow and the American crow, but you have the which is the, the three-part uh, alert call that, that crows like to give. When you have ravens, uh, it's a much deeper throated. Essentially, that sounds more like a dog. (laughs) Yes, it does. And of course, they're great mimics, and we can talk about that later. But but it does sound like a barking dog, uh, especially in the forest where it filters through the trees. But they have a great repertoire of thirty, forty different calls, meaning different things in different situations. But the the vocalization is one way to distinguish them. You know, it's funny because when I confirmed, actually, the interview uh, with, with the book, with you, uh, Gifts of the Crow, it's put out by Free Press, by the way, and it's available in bookstores and, of course, online if anybody wants to purchase the book. But um, I was walking into the post office the other afternoon at lunchtime and to mail some stuff, and all of a sudden I get out of my car, and right above my car on a light post is, I guess, well, it was a large blackbird, so I'm thinking raven, um, but it was just growing away, you know, making that sound, and I'm looking up at it going, is this a sign because Tony's coming on the show? I oh, absolutely. This. There's a network. I'm We're telling connected. you, I think, I, I think it was your messenger because <laughs> next thing I know is then this guy comes out of the post office, and he's standing there next to my car going, quack, quack, right back at it, and I'm just like, all right, okay. Yeah, that, was, that was really John. He just won't tell you that. He was he was the one talking to the birds. Well, I got I to wonder on that, though, because I'll even be like, I've got a huge like 80-year-old oak tree in my front yard, and sometimes you'll see these large ravens or whatever in there, and they're constantly just crowing away, and... I'll look up at them, and they'll look down at me, and they still keep going. 
Well, they're very perceptive, and as we point out in the book, and John's work out at the University of Washington has confirmed, they remember faces. They remember deeds, if you will, that people uh, direct towards them, whether they're positive or negative. Crows don't forget, and they're able to remember faces and behavior uh, decades into the future. They're long-lived. I mean, we have records of ravens living to be 50 and 60 years of age, and crows 30 or 40 years of age. And that memory is not just for them alone, but they convey or communicate what they know about us to other crows, of next-generation crows. So they learn from their parents, if you will, or their associates, what to fear and what to respect. And we go into that in some detail, in part because we spent a lot of time talking about the amazing brain of the crow. Well, that that's amazing with any bird, right? Because I, I've got three parrots, and, and birds, for their size, are extremely intelligent. I, well, my African gray, by the way, has a vocabulary of like 1,500 words. An African gray is an amazing species, and of course, their brain... He hates brain, me, though, I just got to tell you that. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did, because we, we acknowledge the African gray. As a matter of fact, I did a drawing of it for the book because of the kind of work that's been done with the African gray and, and what they're capable of. And it's not just an imitation of the word, but there seems to be an application of, of the terms uh, in proper context. And crows and ravens do the same thing. Their temperament, of course, is much different than a parrot. They're far more active and aggressive, and you, you wouldn't expect to have a crow and a raven <clears throat> on a perch for any length of time like you might a parrot, where you could teach them things, but they do pick up all kinds of information and apply it in context. Well, don't go away. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to continue on, of course, with uh, Tony Angel. He's one of the co-authors, of course, of Gifts of the Crow, How Perception, Emotion, and Thought Allow Smart Birds to Behave Like Humans. If you have any questions out there, or maybe you want to talk about something that you've experienced with a crow or a raven um, or any type of blackbird, give us a call at 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. By the way, uh, the number two call, the second call that comes in, not the first one, but the second one that calls in to our producer there, Mr. Zach Budin, uh, will get a copy of Tony's book, Gifts of the Crow. Call right now, and the book is yours, 866-606-8255. 866-606-TALK. I'm John Patch. I'm Barry Siebel. And Amanda Page. This is Talkin' Pets. <laughs> Right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Petco, where the pets go. Petco, where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail wagging, fur flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel 
smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to AudibleDeals.com. That's AudibleDeals.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. An Arizona woman is wondering what hurt more, getting stunned by a scorpion or seeing her hospital bill after treatment. For the Talking Pets News Brief, I'm Amanda Page. Marcy Edmonds says the bill from Chandler Regional Medical Center was more than $83,000. That includes two doses of anti-venom at nearly $40,000 per dose. Edmonds Insurer has paid more than $57,000 at the Suburban Phoenix Hospital is asking Edmonds for the balance of about $25,000. The 52-year-old was stung in June while opening a box of air conditioner filters in her garage. Edmonds says an emergency room doctor told her about the Mexican anti-venom Aniscorp that could quickly relieve her symptoms, but she was never told about the cost. Chandler Regional says Edmonds' bill represents the out-of-pocket network cost for her treatment. Wow. Reporting for Talking Pets. I am Amanda Page. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Barry Siebold. And Amanda Page. You know, i got to tell you, that $25,000 that you're looking for her to pay, I remember when I had my open heart surgery here in Tampa Bay, um, my when I got my bill, it was like $178,000. Did it come with a warning? Sit I, down or don't <laughs> open this since you just had it. Yeah. I was like, and you know what, if I didn't have insurance, health insurance... It's, it's crazy. I'd be living in a cardboard box on a corner somewhere. It is or else absolutely I'd be crazy. Or i up with you, Barry. <laughs> Good thing you got insurance there, John. <laughs> yeah, very much how very much how important insurance is in this country. Eight six 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 zero six talk eight six 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 zero six eighty two fifty five. That's the number to call. Of course, we're speaking with Tony Angel. He's one of the authors of Gifts of the Crow: How Perception, Emotion, and Thought Allow Smart Birds to Behave Like Humans. And uh, by the way, congratulations goes out to um, where you go, uh, Roger from Alamogordo, New Mexico. Hey, Roger, congratulations. You're getting a copy of the book, Gifts of the Crow, Compliments of Tony Angel, and his co-author, of course. It's John Marsloff. Is that how you say it, Tony? That's correct. Sounds good. And we're talking crow right now. 
You know, how long did it take you to put this book together, by the way? Well, we've been working uh, on it for the past three and a half years. We finished the previous book in 2005, took a breather, <clears throat> and then we kind of bore down on this. And I think the larger share of what we put into it had to do with the neurobiological side, which gives credibility to all of the observations and arguments that people make uh, regarding the crow's remarkable behavior. When I say crows, by the way, I'm talking about all of the members of the Corvid family. You know, uh, you talk about, actually, there's seven key human characteristics that you talk about in the book. Language, delinquency, insight, frolic, passion, wrath, risk-taking, and awareness. I showed Barry before we went on the air. Uh, if you go, by the way, everybody listening across America, you can go to uh, TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com. And right there on the homepage where it says Recent News, you'll see a banner, and it's got to cover what the book looks like, Gifts of the Crow. And you'll see that banner. Just click on it to read more. Barry's holding it up on our webcam right now. If you're watching us on the webcam, you can do that, too, by going to TalkinPets.com. And but click on the recent news, and that will take you to a little story about the book. And in there, there's a little path that you can click on. It takes you right to a YouTube video. And I have it posted on there. And if you watch it, it's the most interesting visual that I've seen of a blackbird. And, and this is it a raven, Tony, that it was using a jar lid as a sled? Yeah, this is... <laughs> Yes, this is a hooded crow uh, in Russia that was went viral on YouTube uh, late last year, and <clears throat> we reference it uh, indirectly in the book, but it had picked up uh, what we might call a tool, like a sled, taken it to the top of a snow-covered roof, a metal roof, and then jumped in it and slid down the roof just like a kid would on a toboggan. And it did it over and over again. So it wasn't a random thing. It was clearly uh, enjoying what it was doing, and good reason. It has the same kind of endorphins in its system that we do when we play. You know what I thought was interesting, too, is like when we were watching the video, Barry and I, um, the, the, the the blackbird, the crow, um, basically went to take the lid to the kind of the other side of the roof where there yeah. wasn't really any ice or snow in the beginning part of it. Mm-hmm. Tried to go down, saw that he couldn't go down. He was frustrated, so he picked the jar lid back up, and took it to the other side where he could slide on. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, this is the, the matter of insight that is so remarkable for this species, uh, <clears throat> these species, I should say. And when you consider the fact that uh, the New Caledonian crow, which is the Einstein of the Corvid family, has about 2.7% of its body weight given to its brain, and we only have 1.9% of our body weight given to the brain, you know that... They're pretty brainy birds, and these are the ones that can solve problems by looking at what is needed, as we diagram and describe in the book, what is needed for a tool that would retrieve or get a tool that would be needed to get the food, a three-part process that, I mean, I'm sure humans would be perplexed with, but they go right to it in a matter of a few uh, seconds even. What's one of your favorite stories that you discovered about uh, the Corvids, basically, that uh, maybe involved passion? Well, of course, the, the crow funeral has been uh, observed worldwide. People seeing a gathering of crows around uh, a cohort that's been killed uh, or deceased. What's going on there is still open to interpretation and measure, but when it comes to passion, there has to be uh, apparently uh, some empathetic 
uh, emotional moment connected to, uh, it could be a, a sib, it could be a member of the flock, it could be something that's not unlike the kind of response we have to people. To call it a funeral may be stretching it a little bit, but there's still homage and information being exchanged, just like goes on in a human funeral, where we look around and we understand that that something has happened here. We start to put information together to understand what may have contributed to the death of this individual. And crows learn just like we do from that experience of paying homage to another individual. And there's there's passion, there's emotion going on here. And some of the work that we were involved in involves measuring how the brain operates at these different intervals of passion. Some of it can be hostility. Some of it can be, uh, it might be comfort and relief. In different parts of the brain, when they're put through scanners, uh, and by the way, they're not injured, they're released afterwards. When they're put through scanners uh, with tracers, uh, you can see the different parts of the brain essentially light up. Uh, indicating that that part of the brain which is responsible for some kind of an emotional, uh, passionate moment, uh, both positive and negative, is going on in response to that experience. Uh, Tony, hold, hold on to that thought. We're going to take a little break. We're going to come back with Tony Angel, one of the authors of Gifts of the Crow. Be the first call to come in right now at 866-606-TALK, and the book is yours, 866-606-8255. You're listening to Talking Pets. Talk and Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Introducing the new Brett Michaels Pets Rock Collection, exclusively at PetSmart. I created it for the pets that rock your world. Shop the Brett Michaels Pets Rock Collection and celebrate PetSmart's 25th anniversary with up to 25% off thousands of items on the PetSmart site. Plus, free shipping on orders of $49 or more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com. That's PetSmartDeal.com. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radial root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. PetLifeRadio.com With this hour's Talking Pets news from the USA Today, here's your host, John Patch. Out of Augusta, Maine, this year's duck stamp is available from the Department of Inland Fisheries and Wildlife. The 2012 stamp, designed by Janine Folsom of Skowhagen, shows a pair of ring-neck ducks. The stamps, which sell for $7.50 each or $10 for a signed one, are for collection 
purposes only. Barry? In Hawaii, a diver says he's going to wait a few weeks before braving Yokohama Bay again after an encounter with a 13-foot tiger shark. Bite marks on Cheyenne Settlemeyer's buoy after a Labor Day weekend spearfishing dive at the Waianae Coast Beach are reminders he's lucky to be alive. He said a shark swam in a circle around him. The 27-year-old tried to scare the shark away by shooting his spear gun. He then swam to shore and called for help. If I had bite marks on my booty, I wouldn't get back in the water either. <laughs> booey. Oh, booey. I thought you said booty. <laughs> That's where my head always goes. In Spring Lake Township, Michigan, Ottawa County has scheduled four days of deer hunting in the North Ottawa Dunes to reduce what it calls an out-of-control population in the 500-acre property next to P.J. Hoffmaster State Park. Standard firearm hunters can hunt in the dunes November 17th through the 18th. Muzzleloader hunters can hunt December 8th through the 9th. And uh, the deer will be fighting back two weeks after. Barry? (laughs) In Indianapolis, Indiana, construction has begun on the Indianapolis Zoo's International Orangutan Center exhibit. The $21.5 million center is expected to open in May 2014. The exhibit will feature an open-air cable system allowing the orangutans to travel overhead around parts of the zoo outside of the enclosure. Huh. And out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia, the State Board of Natural Resources determined that the Canadian goose season will stretch the full month of September. The initial... The initial teal season will run September 8th through the 23rd. There are two windows for duck hunting, November 17th through the 25th, and December 8th through January 27th. In Waveland, Mississippi, crews are pitchforking Nutria drowned in Hurricane Isaac storm surge into front-end loaders on Hancock County beaches. U.S. Environmental Services, a federal contractor, will dump the thousands of rodent bodies in a Pecan Grove landfill rated to take household garbage. Hancock County Supervisor David Yarborough said county crews tried to deal with a similar problem after Hurricane Gustav and many workers got sick. You got all garbage stories, I got all hunter stories. I see that. 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. You're listening to Talkin' Pets. La, la, la. Well, everybody's heard about the bird, the bird, 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 the bird's the word, oh, well, a bird, 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 bird is the word, oh, well, a bird, 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 bird is the word, the bird, 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 bird's the word, oh, well, a bird, 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 bird's the word, the bird, 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 bird is the word, oh, well, a bird, you know about the bird, well, everybody knows the bird's the word, oh, well, a bird, 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 the bird's the word, oh, well, a Well, everybody's heard about the bird. Ba 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 bird, bird. Ba bird's the word. Well, a bird, bird, bird. Ba bird's the word. Well, a bird, bird, bird. Bird's the word. Ba 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 bird, bird, bird. And you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Barry Siebel. And Amanda Page. And the uh, the bird word is Gifts of the Crow. It's a book by Tony Angel and his partner there, John Marsloff. And uh, it's how perception, emotion, and thought allow smart birds to behave like humans. Congratulations to Jessica out in Las Vegas, Nevada, listening on KNUU. You're getting a copy of the book. 
uh, Gifts of the Crow. Available in bookstores and online uh, if you'd like to purchase the book, of course. But uh, congratulations, Jessica. You're getting a copy out to you in Las Vegas. But uh, if you'd like to join us on our, and I really highly recommend that YouTube video there. Go to TalkinPets.com and click on the banner there that's Gifts of the Crow. It's really interesting to watch. But um, also, by the way, um, you can join us on Facebook and Twitter right there at the top of the homepage. Click on that and be part of our family on Facebook and Twitter as well. 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. We're speaking with one of the authors, of course, Tony Angel. Tony, you know, when you're uh, working on these books and stuff like that and, and learning a lot, I would imagine that what was the response basically from, like, critics or scientists or people that, you know, the naysayers, you might say, when you were kind of putting emotional awareness onto animals, for instance, birds well, especially? Yeah, the uh, anthropomorphic uh, interpretation uh, is something that I think one needs to be cautious uh, about. Uh, these, after all, are birds, not people. But on the other hand, <clears throat> we've discovered over the last decade that the avian brain is anything other than a bird brain, which you know, for uh, over 100 years, because the initial investigations of the of the avian brain suggested that it was so different than a mammalian brain that it, all it was was a creature of instinct and when neurobiological studies really bore down on the avian brain they discovered that hey wow it has all the same components that the mammalian brain does and the primates for that matter and there's about 120 million years removed from the common ancestor because birds evolved after mammals did, so you're bound to have a different brain from uh, a reptile that was evolving over that 120 million years uh, in its own right and becoming very intelligent. And when the bird's brain was formed, it was differently configured. So we've been operating uh, on, on the basis that birds couldn't do anything other than react when, in fact, they do much more than react. They essentially have memory, they reason, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, they're capable of extraordinary feats of uh, dexterity and insight. Uh, they hold grudges, of course, uh, as I mentioned earlier as well. And the tool-using capacities of, of the crows, in particular in the new Caledonian crow, to name a species, uh, are right up there and then some beyond what primates do other than people. So... Uh, we, we've felt no reservations, especially when we went into the neurobiological side of things and looked at those components that were comparable to people, to attribute these emotional states and behaviors uh, in terms that are very similar or identical to what people do. When they experience wrath and rage and actually commit murder, um, how did you come about with the title Gifts of the Crow? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a interesting question because John and I had mulled that over after we got a number of reports of people who had befriended, befriended crows. We have crows that move into bird feeders up here in the northwest. You probably have them there mm -hmm. uh, in the southeast. And uh, some people just are fascinated with crows to the degree that they provide a lot of largesse and, and uh, ample food supply. But Suddenly, uh, the crows started apparently to reciprocate by leaving gifts. And right locally, we investigated half a dozen of those and came up with conclusions that, that indeed some crows were taking things back to the feeder or back to the giver and leaving them uh, as if to keep the pump primed for that particular giving uh, habit that the humans were involved in. 
Now, you know, this is kind of a, an extended long-term observation and probably needs a little more scientific scrutiny, but there was enough of it that it convinced us that crows have some insight, if you will, that, that there is a giving process involved with people, because they certainly give to each other. You know, they bestow gifts at the nest. Uh, they, uh, in courtship, go through all kinds of elaborate uh, behaviors that uh, is a gift-giving experience that, that crows and ravens have. So to apply it to humans uh, made it a kind of fascinating point for us. And one more thing that I would add to that is that the other gifts of the crow is what crows can give to us in the way of understanding the natural world. They're common, uh, they're accessible, uh, they're fascinating. And as an artist, as well as a writer, I, you know, they compel me to continue to interpret them. And that's a gift as far as I'm concerned for an animal uh, that we share company with in nature that I can observe and learn from. And, and in fact, then that learning is a gift of the crow. We're going to give away uh, one more book. So the uh, number three call that comes in right now to Zach Budin, our producer there uh, at the network, you're going to get a copy of the book. Number three that calls right now at 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. It's a toll-free telephone number. 866-606-TALK. And compliments, of course, of Tony Angel and Gifts of the Crow, which is the book. You're going to get a copy of it. It's a great book and a great read. 866-606-8255. You know, Tony, a very dear friend of mine for many years is uh, Tippi Hedren from uh, The The Birds. And I remember a couple of scenes. As a matter of fact, one that's really sticking in my brain right now, bird brain that is, um, would be uh, the scene where the all of a sudden, all these crows, these blackbirds, started accumulating on the playground, on the swing sets, and, sure. the, and the spider things, or whatever you call them. I can't even remember. Jungle gym. Yeah, yeah, jungle gym. And is that possible that crows can actually band up like that to attack a victim? Well, certainly crows. <laughs> uh, Hitchcock, uh, you know, the master, uh, yes. who, who took that behavioral quality of mobbing that is very typical of crows, in particular ravens to some degree, but crows... Uh, will gather in order to mob a, an enemy. And an enemy is typically a predator, like a great horned owl or a hawk or an eagle. And in numbers, they can drive that individual predator away. So they will gather around that particular individual predator. Uh, to use it in reference to people, there was enough, I think, residual uh, familiarity with the mobbing of the crow to make it convincing in terms of the suspense that Hitchcock built in the birds. But, of course, if you look closely, you see that most of those corvids, uh, which also include vultures uh, on the jungle gym, are tethered. They're, they're stuck in place. Uh, they're not about to fly off. So he was able to extend the suspense by keeping them in one place. I didn't even and, notice that. Yeah, well, it's there. <laughs> now I'm, I'm going to have to look. Yeah, I know. Now I'm going to have to go and look. I like the gift-giving thing, though. I wonder, I'm going to start feeding them. Maybe they can start Bring dropping something? me some like, hey, listen, or something. You may get a Captain Crunch uh, article right out of the bottom of the breakfast box, uh, <laughs> like some people have up here. <laughs> I, you know, that, I'm going to try it. I get them in my tree all the time. I'm going to try Try throwing some stuff back and see if they start bringing something back to I'm going to throw stuff and I'm be like, 20s, 20s, <laughs> 20s. <laughs> what do, I'll probably end up like Tippy though. Run! <laughs> I'll be the one that's going to be attacked. T- Tony, what is there something that you would say to the audience, basically, what would be something that you would wish they would get out of your book? Well, I think in general, the, the sense that uh, the species around us are sentient beings, uh, most of them. Uh, some of them are indeed more instinctually uh, inclined. 
But when it comes to the feelings that other species have, uh, crows, as I again mentioned earlier, are, are telling us something that we can learn from. Uh, certainly they are a nuisance. Sometimes they're a pain in the neck because they take the fruit, they occasionally uh, prey on other species' nests, so on and so forth. But they have co-evolved with people to a degree that they really read us uh, in an amazing way, and they tell us about the environment that we're living in. If we modify or compromise the environment in some way, uh, not to our advantage necessarily, but it turns out to their advantage uh, because they are creatures, and they've increased in populations up here in the Northwest because we no longer have uh, great old-growth forests like we used to, so you have these transition zones, and they do very well as a generalist in these transition zones, so their populations increase. So what we can learn by their intelligence, by their wit, if you will, and by their acceptance of us is, I think, a uh, an enhanced and, and, I think, broadened respect of nature in general. Sounds good. Tony Angel, great pleasure, and I really am fascinated with Gifts of the Crow, so congratulations on a wonderful book. Well, thank you so much. It's been my pleasure indeed. We uh, send our best, and uh, we look forward to this uh, becoming one of the best sellers out there. Well, that would be delightful, and especially if people can learn more about uh, nature and crows in general. Sounds good. Thanks, Tony Angel, and give our best to your co-writer there, John Marsloff. I sure will. Thank you, sir. That's Tony Angel, author of Gifts of the Crow, How Perception, Emotion, and Thought Allow Smart Birds to Behave Like Humans. Congratulations to um, Dave in Conchal, Arizona. You're getting a copy of the book. Compliments of Tony Angel and Gifts of the Crow and, of course, Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Barry Sibyl. And Amanda Page. Talking Pets. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash Lucky, L-U-C-K-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. I don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to Angie's List first. You'll find reviews on home repair to health care written by people just like you. With Angie's List, I know who to call and I know the results will be fantastic. Angie's List you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash best and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash best. B-E-S-T. Your groomer is going to hate me. Hi, I'm Allie McLennan. Join me for my pet life radio show, Groom for Improvement. You're going to save time and money with these tips from my New York City grooming table. From product recommendations to do's and don'ts, I am going to hook you up. So just do me a favor and don't mention this to your groomer. Groom for Improvement on Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>
Why wasn't Bob Barker invited to the Price is Right 40th Birthday Bash? With the Talking Pets News Brief, I'm Amanda Page. Nobody asked him to come on down. CBS The Price is Right celebrates its 40th anniversary on Tuesday's episode with host Drew Carey welcoming favorite contestants from the past. But don't expect to see the show's original much-loved MC Bob Barker. He wasn't invited. A source with the show says Barker will be seen via vintage clips. A renowned animal advocate, Barker, has been publicly critical of the show for giving away a trip to uh, the controversial Calgary Stampede in Canada, notorious for its many horse deaths. Is this why he wasn't, or he was snubbed? I don't know why I wasn't asked to take part in some way, the 88-year-old Barker said, but I know I am ashamed of the show and surprised at their complete disregard for the welfare of animals. Were I still there, a prize to attend the Calgary Stampede would never have been considered. We never did anything that condoned animal cruelty. Apparently, things have changed. This isn't the first time The Price is Right had Barker barking. They previously gave away tickets to SeaWorld in Florida where the mistreatment of dolphins and whales is just unacceptable, he says. When that happened, I phoned various producers and personnel at the show and left messages, but nobody would return my calls. So when the Calgary Stampede Prize came up, I didn't bother calling anyone there. I just went to the press and lashed out at the show every chance I could. And I let everyone in Canada know how I felt. Since retiring from the show in 2007, Barker has fiercely campaigned to establish animal law programs and courses at top U.S. law schools, and thus far has been successful at Harvard, Stanford, UCLA, Northwestern, Duke, Georgetown, and Columbia. Plus, he fights to bring three African elephants currently housed at the Toronto Zoo to a more weather-appropriate sanctuary in California. He has pledged the full cost of air cargo transportation, which is $880,000. This is retirement, cracks Barker. I think I'll have to go back to television to get some rest. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Amanda Page. And you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Barry Siebold. And Amanda Page. You know, if Bob was on the air with us right now, he would be, that is, that's my theme song. I unapologize. <laughs> Because, you know, Bob is a very, we all know, Barry, you've been, you've been on the show with Bob, right? Yes. And, you know, he's very strong-willed and very strong-opinionated, and very much there's so. nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And At 88 years old, I guess you can you can be that way. Plus, he's, he's Bob Barker, so. Yeah, Bob Barker, and he sticks up for the animals. But I don't think that was right, though, that the show didn't um, invite him. I, I You know, because he's stuck up for the animal like rights. Sounds like there's some bad blood there. Yeah, well, you know, even though way back when, Bob, you know, fur coats and stuff like that, he wouldn't give them away on the show. We didn't. They weren't part of the prizes and stuff. And, you know, I've known him for a lot of years, and he's just a great guy. I'm going to put out a trivia question. We only have about three, four minutes for you to answer this question. But if you've heard Bob on the show, because Bob does come on to the show here with us quite a bit, and he's got, he lives his life right now with one pet in his house. Um, but what kind of a pet is that? And I'll give you a choice. It's either a dog, a cat, a turtle, um, a duck, or it is a rabbit. So which one is it? A dog, a cat, a turtle, a duck, or a rabbit? What is it? What what animal does Bob live with in his house right now? A turducken. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, if he doesn't clean out that fish uh, or that uh, pool one of these days, it's going to turn into that. <laughs> but um, what what animal is it? We're going to send you out a bottle of Earth Friendly Natural Pet Stain and Odor Remover, and you'll get a bottle of Nutrix. So if you've got a dog or your friend has a dog that's older age, Nutrix actually helps towards doggy dementia. 
it's like Alzheimer's in people, but you know this is actually doggy dementia, and it brings back their you know if they're it brings back a healthy brain, it gives them mental uh, you know agility and also uh, cognitive focus for the older dogs, and it's called Nutrix. So you're gonna get a bottle of Nutrix and a bottle of Earth Friendly Natural Pet Stain and Odor Remover, otherwise known as Petastic. But you got two minutes to call. So this Bob Barker lives his life right now with a dog, a cat, a turtle, a duck, or a rabbit. What is it? Eight six 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 zero six talk. Eight six 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 zero six eight two five five. 866-606-8255. Call right now, and we'll take your guesses, and you can win the bottle of Earth Friendly and also the bottle of Nutrix coming out to you. 866-606-8255. Do you watch Vampire Diaries? Uh, no. Oh, great show. I really love it. I mean, I've been, I've been glued to it ever since it started, but... I need to watch it, Bill, because I love vampires. Yeah, so. it's, it's it really well done. I, I like it a lot. Um, Vampire Diaries star Ian Summerhalder is an advocate for the planet. It's no surprise, then, that the Environmental Media Association will honor him at a 22nd Annual Environmental Media Awards on September 29th in Burbank, California. In 2010, he started the Ian Summerhalder Foundation, which aims to educate and collaborate with people who seek to do good work for Earth and its creatures. I actually reached out to him, so I'd like to get him on the show. He plays one of the vampires. He's one of the stars. Nice guy. Chuck out there in Richmond, Virginia. What's your guess there, Chuck? If you know Bob Barker, you know what he lives his life with. What do you think it is? Uh, I'll get cat. You think it's a cat? Yes. Nope. Uh, You're wrong. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Good guess, but that's not right. So it's, uh, it's not a cat, so we know it's either a dog, a duck, a turtle, or a rabbit. It's one of those four. But you got huh. now you're down to like 30 seconds because somebody's got to call real quick. TikTok America. 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. If we got one out there, I'll give you a hint. I'll, I'll knock it down. A 50-50 chance. It's either a rabbit or a dog. What's he live his life with right now? A rabbit or a dog? 866-606-8255. Again, for myself, John Patch. Uh, Dr. Jared Lazarus. And Amanda Page. We say goodbye for this hour of Talking Pets. Special thanks to Matt, our producer at Business Talk Radio Network. We'll talk to you again very soon. Don't forget, check out our website, TalkinPets.com. No G in the talking. And also, there's movie reviews on there and information and recent stories that you can read about in the news. And it will lead you also to our Facebook and Twitter. We're over 6,000 on Twitter now. Thank you for that. And we want to keep growing. So please participate. This is Talking Pets. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.